we are doing an intro, right? Yeah. Let's do oh, it. yeah. Let's okay. do that. Let's do the intro. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Back Pew Bible Study. Um, I'm here with Matt and Nate. Good morning. Good I can't wait. Can we say good morrow? I, good morrow. I prefer morrow, actually. Good, good morrow. Good morrow. <laughs> good but morrow, I, brethren. But I thought that was like tomorrow. Uh, is no. That's today? That's today? No. Tomorrow is tomorrow. Uh, well, morrow that, is also, today. I would never say yeah. good morrow. Good morrow. Good morrow. All right. Now that we got that over with. Um, yeah. So <laughs> today, uh, we're going to actually give you the story of Samson. In our own words, if you heard last week's uh, podcast, yeah, it should have been last week or two weeks ago when we dropped the first Samson, uh, we decided that it just wasn't just wasn't our flavor. We were you know, it wasn't up to standard is yeah, really what yeah, it was, John. It really wasn't, wasn't up, up to, to standard. our standard. Audio was rough. Conversation was rough, but we we think we got it. We think we got it laid down. Now I th- I believe I believe we got it laid down. We did a lot of praying, talking. And, and really coming back together. And, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, We've got a great show for you today. That's, yeah, man. That's really the bottom line. It's, yeah. it's going to be... It's going to be sweet. All right. So, um, yeah. So, what would um, you guys get done this week? Man, I'm just... All I've done this week is recover from that last race. That's it. Just been hanging out, working on college and not working out. Hopefully a lot of yoga yeah. and stretching. Not as much as I should have, probably. Okay, but, we so. should probably fix that. Yeah, All right, let's let's go ahead and start. Add that, that to the regiment now. Yeah. Add, add add it to the regiment. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh man. And John, how was your week? Oh, you know, super eventful. Okay. Um, God has blessed me with uh, business and people and networking, and it's Easter. So you had a good it's, week. It's Easter week. Yeah. Man. How can you? You can't. You can't go wrong. I did see something yesterday. Kind of want to see what you guys think about it. Mm, um, I'm a little nervous, definitely actually. Definitely not a gas station yeah. story. Right. It's not <laughs> a gas nervous. station story. Immediate um, nervousness. So yesterday we're out riding and we're cruising around and we pass a church in Alabama. And yeah, we're in the Bible Belt, so it's definitely, I get it. Like, there's churches everywhere. There's churches everywhere and, and Jesus is the reason for the season, you know what I mean? But... Oh, here it comes. So, so I see like there's there's people outside, and they got signs up, and people are beeping. The traffic slowed down like crazy, and then I look, and there's three crosses in the front yard of this place, and there's people hanging on these crosses. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. So I just wanted to see what you guys, tough. you guys thought about that. <laughs> I mean, there's like fake blood and like a thorn of oh crowns. My. And oh my. I mean, it looked pretty, pretty legit. But I also, yeah. I also feel that, and it, we we talked about this before. Like you, you don't, we don't need to culturalize Jesus. Correct. To like bring him that yeah. that is what happened. He is relevant. But, we don't need to make him relevant by dressing him up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I feel like I don't know. It just but, didn't it didn't feel you know, like you have that not that that feeling in your heart when, when somebody's trying 
to do something yeah absolutely um, yeah. the right the right thing but you're also like ah. but it made you a bit uncomfortable yeah it made me like really uncomfortable because like that, that, i feel like it's that, not the nativity yeah. scene where we're just taking a baby and throwing it in a stall like you're, you're talking about a big yeah but that might have been the point was to make you uncomfortable i mean how many people how many people drove by that and then went home that night were like you won't believe what i saw that, that yeah. i mean that makes an impression yeah no, definitely, definitely makes an impression. I, I'm interested to hear what you think about this, John. Uh, well, I should have said Matt, but John too. But uh, maybe more so Matt for this one just because the backgrounds are pretty different. Um, I, uh, is that better? No, you gotta be, you got to be further away. Oh, further away. Yeah. We're, uh, we got some rookies with the uh, with the mics here, so apologies. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we're getting better. We're uh, working. Forgive it. me, listeners. Uh, but no, really more for Matt um, is is when I was growing up, and I still kind of feel this way, I try to stay away from any any images of, of our Savior. Um, and that uh, is still kind of holds true with me today. It always makes me uncomfortable because we don't really know what he necessarily looked like. Um, I, we, we, we don't. Um, and uh, I just try to stay away from anything along those lines. I don't know if you were kind of similar in your I, in your church. I think Matt. I think I've just been. I mean, I think most of those big symbols and things you see are a lot of a lot to do with Catholics. Honestly, to be yeah. completely honest with you, I think yeah. uh, most Christian people don't put that on display, like right in your face, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think I wouldn't say I actively avoided it, but I don't think I ever like sought out like those crucifixes in my house and things like that. Sure. You know, yeah, I, I, I definitely try to stay away from them. Um, I just don't think it's, uh, I think for the most part, like, like we just talked about, it's, it's kind of dressing it up, culturalizing it. And we're trying to make Jesus relevant. And the bottom line is we just we really don't have to do that. Does that mean those people were wrong? Does that mean those people were saying, no, I don't I mean, think so. No, but, uh, definitely not a technique that well, I would only, use. Only, yeah. only they have a, uh, they had the, um, they know what they were doing. Sure. Like, in they their know hearts. why they were doing it. In their it. hearts, yeah. And, right. And again, it, it like you said, like, they, they probably had a great intent behind yeah, it. And great... It was it was just really uh, riding with a bunch of uh, non-Christian dudes. Yeah. Like the conversation didn't sprout. Anything good? N- no. Yeah. It was just like, did you see that? Like yeah. a lot of weird stuff. And, yeah. And the dudes were like, because this is what I, I kind of. I kind of look at it like this, right? Everybody, I think even church, non-churchgoers know what the cross is about. Everybody knows yeah, it's about absolutely. the crucifixion. Absolutely. That's not the issue. What I think you're lacking is everything that that is in between. You're like, you're not, you know, a few weeks ago, you didn't see him outside with a boat, like throwing nets over the, over the side of the boat. So you're... Right. If if a person has no connection to Jesus, they just got like the end of the movie, and they're like, "What the heck?" And then on top of it, that might have made them so uncomfortable that they're definitely not going in that church. So was it inviting and welcoming? I don't know. Did it did it sprout like with somebody driving home and like looked at it and like it sprouted some kind of like aha moment where they had to go home and figure out what was actually going on? I don't know. Yeah, but I just um, it was hard for me as a, a, like an open I, I say open Christian because people ask me what I was doing this weekend. I'm like I'm going to church. Um, 
And it was, it was hard for me to have that conversation with these dudes. Uh, like I, I really wanted to be like, Oh dude, like they didn't make it easy for me to have that conversation. And it wasn't like an uncomfortable, like, how do I go about, how do I go about culturalizing Jesus? It was more or less like, how do, how do I explain these people? Because every church to a a lost person, every church is the same. Right. So I need to know why they did that. I don't know why they did that. That's my church. Yeah. But then it's like, well, that's why I don't go to church because they do that weird, weird stuff. Interesting, uh, interesting technique. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So nothing against them for sure. I just, I, interesting story. It was just, it was just rough. I had a good week. Good. I had a good week. We were talking about weeks. You brought up that yeah, interesting yeah. fact about yeah, the church. Yeah, for sure. Um, super busy week, but I uh, got yesterday off. I'll have Monday off. Ooh, uh, nice. So very Ooh, excited to get some time in with the family. Wow. Um, wife is uh, very large in a good way. She's about to give birth. Um, so we're, we're pumped up about that. A couple <laughs> weeks. Got a couple weeks left of only uh, three children. Ooh. And, then it, and then it's on with four. So pumped Oof. up. A lot, of, a lot of quality time coming up with yeah. the family, though. So I'm very that's, excited that's about a, it. That's a lot of time off after yeah. the baby's born. A lot yeah. of time off because they they hook you guys up now. It's like We're, four, I'm going to take twelve weeks. I'm going to take uh, it is twelve, but I'm going to take two uh, months, so eight weeks. Um, nice. Just to, I, I mean, I probably well, I can't say what I'm about to say. I was going to say probably a lot of guys don't need it. Uh, it's just like one kid. Like you know, do you really need that? that but I've got camp. Yes. He needs it. I've got yes. I've got a lot of weeks. <laughs> yes, um, you need it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to use them uh, to really parent slash teach slash mother <laughs> the uh, the three other kids, and um, I'm going to be their teacher, be their uh, um, playing Mr. Mom, do some homeschooling. Father uh, figure should be yeah a lot of unschooling as well. Going to go go happen. Take a lot of field trips. Nice, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. That's yeah. what happens when you have time on your hands. So, looking in, looking forward to pouring in to those uh, three kiddos. That might be that might be a fun episode one day if we get your wives in, both uh, your wives, a homeschool episode. And like, yeah. how do we homeschool as Christians? And then like, people probably think, oh, weird Amish. They're so weird. Like, they're yeah. making clothes in the backyard. I think it <laughs> used to be. I, th- no, I, I think it used to be that way, but right now with with just society as a whole and the culture as a whole, I think even yeah. people that are yeah. not like. Christians are like, oh man, that's I don't want my child like learning that stuff yeah. in school. So we're gonna go ahead and homeschool. Homeschool is like on the rise, hardcore yeah, for right sure. Now. Yeah, With, between the transition of the weird culture shifts in the last oh, few yeah. years, and it's, then and then COVID, of course, a couple of years back made everyone go. Yeah, absolutely. So, so pretty, pretty I horrible. think yeah. maybe ten years ago it was homeschooling was oh that You're person's probably weird. a Christian yeah. and very weird and awkward. Yeah, probably true. Uh, right now, I don't think that's true anymore. Yeah, and I, I think like it's funny because your both your families did it before COVID, right? Oh yeah, and you guys were like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, what a hard transition. Oh, we're already here. This is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Fielding fielding a lot of questions, helping out, helping nah, out some yeah. folks. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that I think that would be cool. Get the wives in and and yeah. and and just make maybe like a bonus, a little bonus episode because I'm sure there's people that that want to know, and I know both your wives and they're. They're both similar in their walk with Jesus, but like different. Uh, you, we just all have different, different people. Yeah. yeah, different people. So it'd be cool to see like their difference, the differences. And dude, I'll throw my wife in, who is a public educator. <laughs> Whoa, there it is. Oh my gosh, it's a triway. <laughs> that would be um, great. That would be great. 
yeah, man. So that's exciting. Um, glad you guys had great weeks. And uh, yeah, let's let's move on. So again, we are going to be talking about Samson, and uh, Matt is going to give us a well polished. <laughs> well, whoa! Don't set them up that story, hard. Story storyline of um, Samson and his birth, his uh, follies, if you will, and then his death, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap the episode up and you'll have to join us next week for our uh, thoughts thoughts all the thoughts all the thoughts all right man you have 60 seconds yeah for i was about to say i was 60 i was i was told i got 60 seconds for this seconds. but uh your time starts now all right Good prepare luck. to be disappointed it's not going to take 60 seconds it's going to take a few more minutes maybe all right so samson who was samson why was samson those are the two big questions so the why, why was Samson a judge? Why was he, you know, foretold by angels? The real quick background of the Israelites. So jump back to Exodus 12 up to Judges. The Israelites were freed from bondage from the Egyptians in Exodus 12. Went this whole long thing of, of going from serving God to idolatry to serving God to, to idolatry. Nothing changes. That's just the background of what the Israelites have been doing. They were led uh, through by via Moses to Joshua. Okay, that's the two leaders that they had during this process, and that got them to the book of Judges. Judges 1-1 starts with the death of Joshua and the Israelites not having a leader. So without a leader, uh, the uh, book of Judges tells us two different times that everyone in, in the Israelites did what was right in their own eyes, and they had no king. So they'd always go through these cycles, um, if you will, of Israel would fall into sin and idolatry. God would allow the Israelites to come under bondage. The Israelites would cry out for help. God would raise up a judge. Then the Israelites would be delivered from this person, go back to serving God or a time of rest, and then peace would be restored. So this is a vicious cycle. They go through six total times, okay? On the seventh time, there becomes, it's a little bit different because they don't actually cry out for help. God just gives them help in the form of a judge named Samson, okay? So that gives you a little bit of background about Samson himself. In Judges chapter 13, is the first time that Samson is mentioned. In Judges 13, we see an angel coming and telling Samson's mom, and later on in that same chapter, his dad, Manoah, uh, hey, you're going to have a son. He's going to be born, and he's going to be a Nazarite. So pretty big foretelling. Very important to the story later on. Jump to chapter 14. Samson has come of age. He's a little bit older, and he sees a Philistine. And again, they're under, under bondage from the Philistines. Now Samson sees this Philistine woman. He wants to marry her. He tells mom and dad they disagree. They don't want him to, but he's going to do it anyway because it's what he wants to do, right? Uh, what they don't realize, and they tell us in the story in early chapter 14, is this is all part of God's plan. This is all part of this long story, and it's kind of these ripple effects that you're going to see from here until the end of his life. All right, so he goes to uh, secure this uh, marriage, and on the way to secure, he cuts through this vineyard. Uh, while he's cutting through the vineyard, kills the lion with his bare hands, goes, secures uh this marriage comes back, finds this dead corpse of a lion filled with bees and honey, eats some honey, takes it back to mom and dad. So that's like the first domino, if you will. Like when that domino starts to tip of him marrying this Philistine woman, it knocks all these other dominoes down. It's going to play into the rest of the story. So jump ahead a little bit further, and he's actually at the, the marriage feast, which is about a seven-day uh, festival or ceremony, if you will. Um, and while he's there, these 30 men... 30 Philistines arrive, and he gives them this riddle. You can see that in uh, chapter 14 and verse 4. Um, he's basically saying, like, gives them this riddle. and says, if you can solve this riddle, um, then I'll give each of you, you know, a, a suit and tie, if you will. Right? I'm going to give you all these clothes. But if you don't get it, then, you know, you owe me that amount of clothes. 
So his soon-to-be wife starts to pressure him. He finally gives up, tells her the, the answer to the riddle. She tells the Philistines. And out of anger and vengeance, uh, Samson takes off. He leaves during his ceremony, during those, like the seven days of ceremony. He goes and kills 30 other dudes to like make clean on his bet. Comes back. And by this time, the, the father-in-law, if you will, has gave away his soon-to-be wife to someone else. So out of, again, anger and revenge, uh, Samson grabs these 300 foxes, ties them together, puts some fire between their tails, and then burns down all the Philistine fields. Of course, the Philistines are angry. They retaliate. They come back and they burn his wife and father-in-law. Um, this leads to a lot more, a lot more fighting. Samson kills a few dozen more dudes. Um, you'll see as that story goes. It goes into hiding. Well, they come after Samson. Um, you can see this coming into uh, chapter 15 and 16. Um, there's this whole big thing where they they come after Samson. He gets filled with the spirit. We'll see that four different times total in the scriptures. Grabs the jawbone of a donkey and slays a thousand Philistines by himself. Um, pretty wild event, if you can imagine it. Um, cries out out of thirst. God provides water for him. Um, then as we segue in towards the end of the chapter, it's when he goes to this next two love interest, if you will. One really quick, quick uh, story of him going down to a city called Gaza, hooking up with a prostitute. The Philistines are laying in wait to kill him at dawn. He tricks him. He leaves at midnight, stealing like the entire gate of the city and running away 20 miles on his back. Because why wouldn't you just go ahead and run 20 miles on your back with a gate? Because you can, right? Um, directly following that, it jumps right into like the really the most known story probably is Samson outside of killing a thousand with a jawbone. And it's Samson and Delilah. Through a series of unfortunate vits, if you will, um, she is trying to find out what his strength is and where it comes from. She's been offered 1,100 pieces of silver from five different Philistine kings to get this information. So he continues to lie to her over and over again, three different times, and then finally tells her the truth. What he believes is his strength is that it comes from his long hair, which ties back into his Nazarite um, vows. They cut his hair, and the strength of God leaves him, if you will. And he is taken, like I said, as a prisoner, as a slave by the Philistines. They... Uh, they put him in chains, they gouge his eyes out, and they take him to go work grinding the mill. That's what they call it. So it's what animals normally do to grind uh, like wheat and stuff to make flour. He does this for a while, and then he's taken into one of the temples. Uh, in said temple, um, they're doing this big celebration about the defeat of the, you know, of Samson. And Samson in his, his last uh, feat, which leads to his death, cries out to God for for one last time to have strength and he's at the middle pillars these two pillars that hold up the entire temple he then pulls down on both these pillars which makes the entire temple collapse uh, in this event of him pulling down these two pillars he actually says that he kills more men in his death than he did in his entire life um, so there he is this big rubble pile of people that he's destroyed um, and it says that his parents his uh, brothers his father came and found his body and buried his body. Um, this is significant too, as, as you go back to chapter 13, it says that Samson was to begin to defeat the, the Philistines through his power. He dies without that accomplished, but he did accomplish God's plan and that he began this, this work, even through all of his failures and his feats. Um, he begins this process. It will then see later in, in 2 Samuel is completed through uh, King David. So that is really the quick summary of Samson, his feats, his failures, the things he's done, uh, the mistakes he made with three different women, and how he used unlikely things uh, to accomplish God's plan for his kind of broken life, if you will. 
So uh, I'll pass it back to you guys. Uh, anything you want to touch on, add to, feel free. Let's do it. Yeah, I just want to tell you that was a really good wrap-up. Um, you Heck did yeah. not complete the task of doing it in 60 seconds. But I told for, you I would. For our, listeners, for our listeners out there, uh, we do spend a lot of time studying. Um, Matt did all that uh, really just from his studies. He had no notes, uh, kind of taking him through that, although he made notes, um, kind of did that from uh from just his studies on his brain so from matt thanks, thanks for that <laughs> big thanks. brain on that <laughs> thanks for that wrap up though bro that was yeah. uh yeah. Was solid man <clears throat> it was a good refresher because i know the week catches up on all of us so it's just oh, yeah. it's actually nice to just sit here and kind of listen and refresh and i actually pulled something that we were talk we 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 are coming in with topics for the rest of the week so for the next three weeks you're going to hear um what we pulled from each story and uh, we're excited to have you guys with us on that and then help your Bible study at home uh, kind of turn turn the wheels and get the gears moving. And even if you just know the Samson thing and you're listening along and you're not studying, just uh, just know that there's application that you could pull from each each Bible story. And these are just three that we pulled. And uh, yeah, man, we're yeah, just excited I, I to love have you the, guys here. I love the new direction. Um, I oh, think for sure. I think for our listeners as well, like they're going to get three different, uh, very different perspectives on kind of what the three of us pulled away from the scripture, which I think is going to be super helpful because that's that's how God's word works, right? That's how God talks to us as believers, as His children, is through His word, and like we're we're going to glean and pick up different things that that others are not going to. Depending yeah. on our walk with God. Yeah, so. I, I think what, what you said uh, to kind of top that off is if you don't have God and you don't accept him into your heart, um, and we're going to talk about that, like how do you get that done? But if you don't have that, you it's very hard for you to draw any conclusion from these, uh, from these stories because <laughs> the openness that you get um, – I, I don't know for me, right. The openness that I get, uh, sitting here, it's like very, like, I just listened to Matt's whole thing. And the one thing that he, that he said, it just kind of was a like bold highlight. And again, we'll talk about that in week three, no week two, two or three, three, it'll be week three of this month, but it was so easy to like hear God say, Hey man, this is like one of the, you know, and when when I think when we say God said, it's not like I hear His voice. Hey, this is this is the one. Right. This is what you need to hear. When when <clears throat> Christ, oh, so when cool Christians say that, it's 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 more or less like it just it's so easy to understand. It's like almost like listening to Spanish, and then there's like an interjection of English, and you're like, oh, okay. And then it goes back to Spanish, and you're like, oh, that was so so yeah. clear. Like, see, I, see, I understand. See, oh, thank you. Yeah, it would be nice if. Uh, if it was audible and oh, that'd be amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, Hello. that's why he gave us, uh, an, an amazing, um, you know, scripture that we can kind of communicate with him in that way. For sure. Um, yeah. And he's going to put different things on our hearts. So I think it'll really speak to our listeners. Maybe, uh, you guys are, are reading along and following along and, and judges Ooh. as well. Good, good point. So, yeah. uh, if you are reading along, that's, uh, Samson's story. I didn't mention this. I probably should have when I was telling you. It's Judges 13, 14, 15, and 16, and then one reference in Hebrews 11. That's Samson's life. Yeah. So if there, if you haven't read it, if you want to refresh it, that's where you'll find his story. Yeah. And yep. I, I will definitely be referring to Hebrews 11 
uh, myself. It so. dude. So awesome. I'm so excited about our new our new journey and uh, how we're going to get this done. Uh, with the wrap-up, one thing that we do want to get a, car, a point across is that we aren't doing this for ourselves. Um, trust us when we tell you that. Although super helpful. It, we, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean – it, selfishly we do it so we could we study more and we get time together as as bros but um you know these are early mornings long nights of uh studying to get you guys the best content possible so you can study more because this is what we feel that uh we're called to do right now um so with that all said the other thing we are called to do is be fishers of men and, uh, you know, if you don't know Jesus and, or you're not sure where you're going when you die, uh, we want to offer you a place to go. And it's heaven. And what you need to do to get there is, you know, understand God's word, uh, get into the Bible just a little bit and accept Jesus for what he did uh, for our sins. And just it plays along real well with this weekend. You know, he... He died on a cross and he rose in three days and, you know, that cross represents our sins and we are sinful people. We, us three, we sin every day. Uh, we're not good people and you don't have to be a good person to find God. He, he wants the lost. He wants the sick. He wants, he wants you as you are. So come as you are. Um, it's just it's a great way to live your life and it's a it's a great thing to uh be a part of and and to have that extra comfort in him so whether it's you know praying to god and then telling a friend that you uh accepted jesus in your life all you have to do is ask him to come in and he's already at the door knocking so he'll he'll come in and then the next thing would be you know telling somebody making that public profession of faith and then uh yeah. Lastly, I guess we could uh, get you to a church. You could always hit us up on uh, Gmail at backviewbiblestudy at gmail.com. And uh, if you're having trouble and you don't understand some things, just hit us up and we'll uh, we'll try to get you guys in the right the right path. Yeah, right? we'd love some questions out there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we would, I mean, be part of the study. Don't just listen to us. So, um, yeah, we're excited. And, uh, have a have a good morrow. Good. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Have a great week, brethren. Brethren. See you next time. See you next time.